Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink, and let's talk about it. I was that kid you knew in school that would bring a pen or a pencil, often both, with him from home and by second period was already needing a pen or pencil. And for those of you who think that is indicative of a bad student, I wasn't a bad student. I don't think any teacher would have told my parents I was unprepared. I always studied for tests. I always had my homework. I had the book I needed. I had a notebook. I was an honor roll student. In high school, I finished in the top 10% of my class. And I never had to ask a teacher for a pen or pencil. Now, you're saying to yourself, well, wait a minute. You have just said that by second period, basically after a good hour, hour and a half of school, you didn't have a pen or pencil. That's correct. I didn't. But I always had a pen or pencil. Keep on listening to find out how both can be true. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference. I'm your host, Coach Cullen. I had some people privately reach out to me through email, thanking me for my podcast on getting a zero and holding students and children accountable. But today's podcast continues on that same idea, holding our children, holding our students accountable in a very small way. And that way is when they don't have their pen or pencil. It's part of a bigger idea of teaching them they need to be prepared to be successful in whatever endeavor they choose. And yes, some people, like myself, we have attention deficit issues. That's why we always forgot our pen or pencil every day. But we had to learn how we can compensate for that limitation. All of us have limitations in our lives. And all, all of us have developed strategies on how we can compensate for those limitations. So if you enjoy what you hear, I would love it if you follow this podcast, the Parent Teacher Conference Podcast. It doesn't matter if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you think it would be useful for other teachers or other parents, feel free to share this, share the link with friends or colleagues. If you discovered this through a tweet, please feel free to retweet this. And if you discovered this through a Facebook post, please share on your own page. If you have some positive feedback, some critiques, questions, comments, ideas for future podcasts, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. You can also keep abreast of what's going on at coachcullen.com. That is my website, coachcullen.com. 
back to pencils. But first we're going to talk about uniforms. And you'll see how it goes back to this idea of pencils in a minute. Now, as a coach, I've always told my players, obviously, you need to wear the uniform top and the uniform pants or shorts, depending on the sport, that you are given. You must wear that or you can't play. If you don't bring your uniform, you cannot play. I'm not going to go into the supply cabinet and look for a uniform for you. That is something you need to do to participate. And if it's our best player, our best player is not going to play. They let their team down. However, I've always told them that it doesn't matter what you wear underneath. I want you to be as comfortable as possible. So, for example, in baseball, that will mean that some kids will feel very warm and just wear a t-shirt underneath their uniform top. Other kids will wear a three-quarter shirt. You know, the shirt that goes, it's white, the body is white, the sleeves have a different color that matches the uniform, and it goes just past their elbow, not down to their wrist, the sleeves. Still, others will feel very cold and will have like a turtleneck on underneath and under armor that goes right down to their wrists. Now, for me... I believe that a player needs to be as comfortable as possible in the field in order to play at their very best. I do not care that my shortstop has a t-shirt on, my second baseman has a three-quarter sleeve shirt on, and my first baseman looks like they're freezing to death. That's okay. They can all look different as long as they're wearing the team uniform. Now, I learned that because I had a baseball coach my senior year who was very into we all have to look the same to be a good team. What happened was this. He told us every game, make sure you bring your t-shirt, your three-quarter sleeve shirt, and your sweatshirt. These were the days before Under Armour. So if you were going to keep warm playing Northeast baseball, you needed a sweatshirt. You didn't have Under Armour or thin layering clothes, and you're not going to wear... Um, long johns. That was like the best, thinnest clothes that you could wear to keep you warm. So we had sweatshirts. So it was early April game, and it happened to be a pretty warm day, like up near 80 degrees. So all of us said, we're going to wear it. He always allowed the team to choose. The captains came out in the locker room and said, okay, guys, warm day out today. You want to go t-shirts? Yeah, t-shirts. We all put on our t-shirts. One of our players did not bring his t-shirt. He didn't bring his three-quarter shirt. He only brought his sweatshirt. So you know what that meant? All of us were sweating and uncomfortable all game because our coach made us all wear the sweatshirt underneath our uniforms on an 80 degree day and I remember as an 18 year old saying to myself if I ever became a coach I would never do that to my whole team we lost the game we lost the game because we were uncomfortable we were swimming in our sweat inside those sweatshirts what should have happened was the coach turned to the kid who forgot the t-shirt and said you're not playing 
Everybody else, wear a t-shirt. You don't even change out. But no, he had to make the whole team pay for the action or the lack of action of one of the players. And I just think that's wrong. At the same time, maybe that young man should have figured out a way to get his t-shirt. Call his mom up. See if he could take one to see if there was somebody injured on JV or freshman who had the t-shirt and grab it from him. But he went to the game knowing he did not have the t-shirt on him and made all of us have to wear the sweatshirt. I know the coach thought that he was teaching us teamwork, but really what he taught us was resentment towards that one player, and that's horrible. So there is an example where I'm saying that if you forget something, it's on you. You're going to be held accountable, not the whole team. What could that player have done differently so he didn't have a t-shirt? Like I said, some of the things before. And that's really the case of the pencil, isn't it? You know, why should a kid have to ask the teacher for a pencil? If you're going to a class, you should have a pencil. Now, one of the arguments is, what happens if the kid has a horrible home life? Their parents can't afford pencils. Well, hopefully your school knows about that kid. Or hopefully you're asking little Johnny or little Sally why they don't have a pen. Why, why aren't they prepared if they're always coming without a pen or pencil? We're not talking about that. We're talking about the student like me whose parents could afford pen or pencils. The issue was not a financial hardship. The issue was... I have an issue remembering pen or pencils. I allow other ideas and other thoughts get in the way. And the next thing I know, I have totally forgotten what happened to that pen or pencil. So just like my teachers would not be quick and willing to give me a pen or pencil if I forgot mine because I was unprepared. And then on my report card and my progress report, it's going to say, Kevin, unprepared. My parents can get all over me for being unprepared. And I got to be honest, I was that kid that I always showed the class on time. I was never late for class. And it wasn't really that I was a goody-goody. I think a lot of kids thought that's what it was. I, I just didn't like being hassled. I didn't want to be hassled at home with an unprepared. I didn't want to be hassled by my teachers by being unprepared without a pen or pencil. Now, for a lot of you listening to this, you're probably saying that's pretty reasonable, that a student should come into a class prepared. And they shouldn't ask a teacher, and a teacher should get upset if a student is asking them to have something that is obviously needed for their class. Maybe it's a math class and you need it to write down the numbers and figure out the problems. Or a history class where you know you're going to have to take notes. But you would be amazed how many teachers find this very controversial. Just give the kid a damn pencil I was tweeted to once. Another person said um, that I thought I was saving the world by denying that kid a pen or pencil. It's just a damn pencil. Yeah, that's the problem. It's just a damn pencil. Why are you making the big deal? I'm not making the big deal of it. I'm just saying I don't give one as a teacher. I was in that kid's shoes and there's a better way to go about it. And I don't think giving in to the kid all the time saying, oh, you forgot your pencil, here you go. Well, you've, it, it, it kind of becomes a learned dependence. I mean... If I was in school and I knew that my teachers would just give me a pen or pencil if I asked for one, I would always forget. 
there would be no incentive for me to ever remember. And I never would have thought of ways to compensate for the fact that I, I always forgot. So let me share with you what I tell my students if they come up to me asking for a pen or pencil. First, I'll ask them, hey, be honest with me. If another, if you went up to another teacher and asked them for a pen or pencil, and I wouldn't say any names, I just say, just in general, don't give me any names. Do you think they would just hand you one or would they yell at you for being unprepared? And often what they'll say is, they would yell at me or I would try to hide the fact I don't have a pen or pencil in most classes. I try to get away with it. So I would say, here's your lucky day. I'm not going to give you a pen or pencil, but what I will give you are a particular set of skills. School survival skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career as a student and teacher. Skills that will help you avoid the nightmare of being unprepared. So I'll share with them that I was very much the student that always forgot their pen or pencil. And I learned a few things. The first and easiest thing to do is ask. Ask a kid that you know is always prepared. Excuse me. Hey, I forgot my pen or pencil. Do you have an extra one for me to use? Now, you really want to find someone who's really prepared because at the end of the period, they'll ask you for their pen or pencil back. And why that's a very good thing is because if they forget to ask you for their pen or pencil back, you're probably going to forget their pen or pencil. And what will happen eventually is that person as a source to ask for their pen or pencil to borrow will dry up because you're constantly losing their pen or pencil. So try to find somebody that you know for sure will ask you for that pen or pencil back at the end of class. And who's nice enough to give it to you. But let's say there's nobody like that in the class. Or let's say you've dried up all your options because you always forget that person's pen or pencil or anybody's pen or pencil. And you're kind of known as the kid that always loses other people's pen or pencil couple other things to do. As you're walking down the halls to the class, look in the hallway. You would be surprised with how many people drop pen or pencils throughout the day. I remember that I worked with a science teacher whose father was a school janitor. And he would he said I would I never order pens or pencils anymore. I never buy them. My father gives me a bag of them at the end of the year that he's collected. He doesn't throw any of them out. If they're still good at pen or pencil, he's like, what's the point of throwing it out? So he packages them all up and he gives it to his son, the teachers. And I give them to my kids so they can do their homework and they can bring it to school. I don't have to ever buy a pen or pencil because so many people drop them in the hallway. So you've looked around the hallway. You can't find one. What to do next? When you walk into the room, again, you'd be surprised where a lot of those pen or pencils that people lose are, are on the ground of the classroom. Now again, there, there are none in the hallways that you walk from one class to the other. There are no pen or pencils on the ground of the classroom. What do you do next? 
walk into the classroom after you've looked, go up to the teacher and say, excuse me, can I use the bathroom? Go a different route that you took down the hallways to go to the bathroom that you did from going to the class. Look around the hallways. Often you'll find a pen or pencil. Now you've exhausted all of your options. You have no pen or pencil. What do you do? You depend upon the grace and mercy of your teacher. And you finally, at that point, break down and take the criticism of being unprepared. It seems so harmless and simple, doesn't it? It seems... Now, you're probably laughing. You didn't do all that as a kid, did you? Yeah, I did. I did. And that's why I said in the beginning, I would lose my pen or pencil definitely by second period, but I never was unprepared. Because you know what? Doing all those options, you would have a pen or pencil. Now, I remember explaining this on an educational chat on Twitter once, and I had a teacher say to me, that wouldn't work for my son. He still wouldn't do it. He has difficulties, and that just shames him. I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm just trying to teach strategies to compensate for limitations that that child may have. And yes, it's just a pencil. But where does it end? At what point do you say, you stop saying, it's just a, and you say to your child or you say to the student, no, that's important. You got to figure out a way to bring your pencil to class. You got to figure out a way to find time to study for that test. I mean, I got to be honest. I was a student athlete right through college. You had games, you had practices, you had to figure out a time to get your homework done, to prepare to study for tests. And yes, you're going to say, oh, the dumb jock. You know, the dumb jocks are few and far between. I'm not saying that there doesn't exist situations where athletes were moved along, it didn't matter their grades, people looked the other way. I'm not saying that. But you know something? I went to a school... And I even had, in my class, I graduated with a football player who spent 10 years, I think around 10 years in the NFL, was one of the top defensive run stoppers of his time, won a Super Bowl on what many consider to be one of the top NFL defensive squads of all time. And I think if you talk to him, he would say he was never just pushed along. He had to also work for his grades. Now, I'm not saying that all of us were the greatest students. We're all getting A pluses. But what I am saying is, for many student athletes, we had to figure out time to go to our practices, go to our games, and get good grades. It, some of us were more successful than others at it. And the reason we had to do that is because our teachers were holding us accountable. You know, that classmate of mine that I said made it to the NFL, I highly doubt he was someone who was missing time in the weight room, that he was one to be missing practices left and right. He was in a highly competitive career that younger guys were looking to take his spot every single season. And like I said, he lasted a decade. I believe it's pretty narcissistic of moving the responsibility of remembering a pencil 
from the student to the teacher. And for teachers who are listening who are saying, no, you're just teaching compliance. No, I'm teaching how to be a respectful human being. In the classroom, you're expected to be prepared with a pen or pencil and a notebook. In your job, you're going to be expected to bring in other things to be prepared. I mean, I have a great contractor who has done work for us over the years in our houses. But if he constantly came to our house asking to borrow my tools because he kept on forgetting them or he breaks his and he, he doesn't want to buy new ones, I wouldn't think much of him as a contractor now, would I? And in the same vein, if we're teaching our students, hey, you don't have to remember stuff. Your teacher will provide everything for you. Well, what are we teaching them about responsibility? What we're teaching them is that somebody will be responsible for our responsibility. You know, there's a verse in the Bible from Luke where Jesus says this. And I think this is a wonderful pearl of wisdom to end this discussion on. Here it is. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? It's just a pencil. All I'm asking you is to remember to bring a pen or pencil to class. And if you don't have one, I'm asking you, figure out a way on your own to get a pencil. It's just a pencil. If you can't be trusted to figure out a way to have one for your classes, why would you be expected to have greater responsibility? What is our job as teachers and parents? It's to encourage, to discipline, to guide our kids to success. And part, whatever that is, and I'm not saying money is success. I'm not saying that. We all define success in different ways. I never wanted to be wealthy. I, you know what? Success for me was to enjoy what I'm doing for a living and to enjoy the people who are around me. That's success. I don't care how you define success, but our job is how do we get to be successful, whatever we define success to be. Well, one of the ways you're successful is if you're responsible. And you know where we can start? By teaching kids to be responsible in the small things. For me, it's more than just a pencil. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. 
Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students, but good parents love those students, their children, deeply.